Welcome to 24 Hour Expert, where we challenge each other to see what we can learn on random topics in just a day. I'm Allie. And I'm Amy. Let's see what we've learned. Good evening, Amy. Good day, Allison. So, I know you know what this episode is, so I'm not even going to bother asking you, but I'm going to... Do you want me to sing, though? I do not want you to sing. Okay, good. Me, I don't want to sing either. And we don't have the rights to that. Oh, that's right. Music licensing. Yeah. Throwing it way back. But I do want to share that I was inspired to do this episode because I recently celebrated my birthday. Yeah. Which, when this airs, it'll be three weeks later. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. And it got math. me. Yeah. Yeah. Math. Calendars. <laughs> and it got me thinking about how did we get some of these traditions that we use to celebrate birthdays? So birthdays is the topic. Birthdays is the topic, if that wasn't clear. I'm sorry. Birthdays is the topic. We love that. Birthdays is the topic. Also, happy birthday again. Thank you so much. You're welcome so much. Okay. So where did birthdays start? Now, obviously, I mean birthdays as in the recognition of the day that you were born. Not literally when did people start having babies. Because that when started when people started having babies. Yeah. Mm. So... Birthdays as in the celebration. Got it. As with many things, recognition of birthdays started around 3,000 years ago before Common Era with the Egyptians. Wow. However, they weren't celebrating the day that they came earthside, so the day that they were born from their mothers. They were celebrating the day a pharaoh was crowned. And in Egyptian culture, when a pharaoh is crowned, they become a god. So it's the celebration of their birth as a god. Oh. Interesting, right? Very interesting. Also, very interesting start to what then became being born, right? Like, if you think about that, it was the celebration of someone being crowned, which would have continued to happen in a lot of different cultures and historical periods right but then someone was like nah we're gonna celebrate when you get pushed out yeah so it was like i said the birth of them becoming a god so a birth in a way which is the association sure for the romans throwing parties and giving presents for birthdays was for nobility and very popular high up aristocrats only many common people celebrated their name day which was related to the saint that they were named after. So whatever saint you were named after, you might celebrate on that saint's day, but you didn't celebrate your actual birthday. So I realize that this is probably not a saint that they would have been named after at the time, but hypothetically, to give an example, if you were named after St. Patrick, your birthday celebration would have been on March 17th. Right. In the 18th century, the Germans celebrated... Similar to how we do today. So this is where it's starting to get close to what we do. They okay. celebrated what they called Kinderfest, if I'm saying that correctly, which was a party for a child. They would put candles in a cake, and they would put a candle for each year. So if you were turning three, they'd have three candles, and then they'd put a fourth candle in that was for hope. So hope for things to oh, come. I love that. I know. I feel like I'm going to start doing that. The candles would be lit and be allowed to burn all day. After dinner, the child would try and blow them out in one breath, which was lucky if, like, it would give you good luck for the year if you could get them all out. And then you could finally eat the cake after dinner. 
So really that has held pretty true then because the one big breath, the I love the extra candle thing, but the number of candles for your years is pretty accurate to now. Fun fact, the idea of birthday wishes was rooted in the belief that positive wishes would bring good fortune around you and your spirit. And they believe, so like making wishes when you blow out your candles. They Mm. believe that the smoke from the candles would carry your wishes up into the sky to the god or gods, whatever you believed in. Wow, they make all this sound so pretty. All right, so that's kind of the history of birthdays. There's not much more information. It was a great episode. Five Thank minutes. you so really much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Do with that what you will. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's move on to birthday traditions. So how did we get some of our birthday traditions? So let's start with the most delicious tradition. Cake. The birthday cake. I don't actually really like cake. I like cake. I don't like frosting. I know that this can be one of those things that people like, I like the cake or I just like the frosting, but I am right in the middle. I like a good ratio of cake to frosting. I don't like too much of one or the other. Yeah. See, I always, when we would do birthday parties and stuff growing up, I like a good cake. I, I'll have a couple of bites, like a cheesecake, which I don't think qualifies as a cake, but either way, I love a good cheesecake. Oh, yes. But frosting really kills a lot of things for me. It's just too much. I like a really good buttercream frosting. I'm not so much into whipped frostings yeah whip's not great fondant's not great no nobody likes that anyway yay cake Cake. all right so birthday cakes date back to the romans who would make cakes to celebrate weddings and occasionally 50th birthdays for famous citizens again only well-known aristocratic royal people get birthdays um i love that it's like you're sweet 16 but you're 50 but only if you're famous or royal and only if you're a man, women's birthdays were not celebrated. Boo, that. Rude, rude. How did they think they even got birthdays without women? Anyway, mm. we can't debate that here. Yeah. Fun fact, putting candles on cakes started in ancient Greece. Worshippers would bring moon-shaped cakes to the Temple of Artemis, who we talked about in my last episode. She's part of the Triple Goddess. Mm-hmm. Artemis is the goddess of hunt. Some places say the moon, but we know better than that. And they would decorate the cakes with candles to make them glow. So they would be moon-shaped, and they wanted them to glow like the moon, so they'd put candles on them. Very cool. I thought that was very cool. Which then translated into Kinderfest. Yep. And everything is related to everything. And bacteria. Yes. Ingredients to make cakes were expensive, so making birthday cakes didn't become popular until the Industrial Revolution, when more ingredients and cake-making supplies were less expensive and readily available. Also, bakeries started to sell pre-baked birthday cakes. What a revolution. I love a good pre-baked cake. I like baking. I prefer decorating. But I would happily go buy a naked cake from a bakery all day, every day. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right, let's move on to another tradition. What is another big part of birthdays? Balloons. Balloons. No, that's not what you're looking for. All right, the birthday song? No. Party hats? You're thinking too small. Okay, presents. How is that too small? Okay, a balloon or a party hat. Okay, birthday presents. That's like one of the main events of a birthday party. I would have gotten there eventually. I feel like you cut me off too soon. I don't have all day. Listen, I, it's not about the presents, Allie. It's about your presents. <laughs> okay, cute. Thank you. Okay. Nailed it. Nailed it. Crushed it. All right. 
giving gifts for birthdays. <laughs> Why do we do that? To tell them we love them. Exactly what I was going to say. In more modern times, exchanging gifts is often a way to express love and gratitude towards a person. Although sometimes, in certain situations, it has become just a social norm or almost an obligation. But let's think mm-hmm. of it as love and gratitude and a way of expressing that, because that's nicer. Mm-hmm. However, at one point, it was believed that giving gifts helped to ward off evil spirits. Oh. So apparently, evil spirits are more attracted to you on your birthday, and so Gifts were often tools to ensure your prosperity and safety over the coming year. So something like money, clothes, food, something you could use in your trade, you know, very practical things. Sword. Maybe. That would ensure your safety. Okay. I'm not even going to ask you to guess. The next thing we're going to talk about is birthday parties. I would have never gotten there. Yeah. Because so you would have named every have. tiny aspect included in it, but not like the big, it's birthday parties. Tablecloths. Festive skewers for your party drinks. It wasn't until the 19th century that middle-class Americans started celebrating birthdays. So we're going to talk about American parties specifically. Very recent. Right? Also, fun fact, because you brought it up earlier, the Happy Birthday song is only 130 years old. It was written in 1893. Very recent. Right? So I read a really great article in The Atlantic Some of what I'm about to say is going to be paraphrasing and some a little bit direct quotes. So credit to the Atlantic for this next section on birthday parties. Very good article. And this is something that really didn't cross my mind until I read this. But birthday festivities were for the powerful and upper class for a while. A similar pattern that was seen here in the United States. So, you know, I mentioned that earlier. That kind of translated over here to the United States. Birthdays were for rich people or national heroes. Americans would celebrate George Washington's birthday, but for everyone else, a birthday, if they even knew the date, was just another day. If they even knew the date. Right? That is what stuck out to me from this article, that people might not even know the day they were born. Was there no documentation for it? I mean, I get that birth certificates are probably relatively modern-esque, but... Their mom wasn't like, I was in severe pain on August 3rd. That's a good question. We should look up birth certificates for the 100th hour. But go with me down this journey. This started to shift in the 19th century with celebrating kids' birthdays. People were having less kids, so they were able to be more lavish with their individual children. There was also a shift in perspective of children. Rather than being viewed economically, like these are workers and they can help us do stuff, They start to be viewed more emotionally and as family members. Which is nice. Yes. (laughs) Also around this time, having a clock in the household became more widespread, making it easier for people to track the passage of time. This, again, was just blowing my mind. Because of clocks being more readily available and affordable, people became much more scheduled in their day-to-day lives. Another thing that kind of happened because of all this, schools started separating kids based on their age. So again, another kind of way to track the passage of time. Another example for this time was doctors started to assess people and treat them based on their age. So they started to become aware of different health issues that might ail different age groups. So all of this kind of leads into celebrating birthdays and having birthday parties. Is that not crazy? 
to recognize that time had passed because they were finally tracking it is they were tracking it. They were being more scheduled around this time. Birthday cards started to be sold. And this is a card from 1929. And this is the same old shtick we still have today. The card read, I know your age, but I'll keep mum if you do the same when my birthday comes. Honestly, that's still a card. Right? It's I'm still a card. I guarantee I can go to Target and buy that now. Yes. Again, I just was completely fascinated by this. That these celebrations, because people were starting to recognize the passage of time more and becoming more aware of the years going by. So then we start to celebrate. What I want to know is if this is when schools started separating kids, who started the bring a treat for your kid's birthday trend? Because we should talk to them. I don't know. We don't have to 100th hour that. I did not do that. Um, I guarantee you there's not like a person. It was some, it was some Paula somewhere was like, this will be nice for Jimmy's class. And then bam, every mom had, every to, mom had to do it. Yeah, exactly. But with everything, as people are excited, we're going to start having birthday parties. There's a group of people who's resisting and they claimed that birthday parties were too self-centered and they took the focus away from God and it made children brats. Wow. Obviously, those people did not win out in the no birthdays because most people celebrate birthdays, even if it's not super lavish, which I think is ridiculous. But then that's why they also write every party has a pooper. And that's why we invited you. Exactly. I'm all for a simple, fun, let's just get together and hang out birthday parties. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. So there's where some of our more popular birthday traditions come from. Now let's talk about birthday traditions from around the world. Around the world. I like it. I won't guess those either. In many Latin America countries, when a girl turns 15, she's considered a woman and has a special party called the quinceañera. Oh, quinceañeras have some of the best fashion, though. They do. Yes. I mean, I get that that's not for everyone. I get that that's probably also what's like commercialized and shown if you're not necessarily in the culture, but some of those dresses, I remember being little and seeing that on, maybe it was like My Sweet 16, which was on MTV sometimes, but remember they would do some of the Quinceanera episodes. Oh, yes. Those dresses, I remember just thinking, yep, I'm going to wear that every day when I'm older. I haven't had not even one opportunity to do that yet, but. Yeah, it's still fun to think about, yeah. Similarly, in Jewish tradition, the 12th or 13th birthday marks becoming an adult and is celebrated with either a bar or bat mitzvah, depending if you're a boy or a girl. Mm-hmm. Yep. In Mexico, piñatas are popular at birthday parties. This one is fun. In Brazil, the birthday person is given the first piece of cake. And instead of eating it themselves, they give it to a person that they love the most to eat it. Oh, I know you're not going to be shocked by this, but there's a video. <laughs> Of a big brother giving I it to the little brother. I have actually seen that one, yes. And the little boy just starts crying because he realizes his big brother loves him so much. Every time it gets me, I am a puddle. Yes, it is a very cute video, yes. You never gave me your cake, Alice. Well, we don't partake in this particular thing, but I think it's a fun tradition. I also don't really remember. Did we have cakes and stuff? I'm sure we had cakes at our birthday. Of course we had cakes. I feel like I probably had Rice Krispie treats mostly. I did. Well, you maybe. probably did, yeah, but... Don't you remember that in our household, our birthday tradition was the day after your birthday, you got to have whatever your birthday treat was, cake for me, maybe something else for Amy, for breakfast. 
Mm, I do remember that. I remember you threw a makeup party one year where we all learned how to do our makeup. I did. Which, that's the day I learned, and I think many of your friends also, we don't match our eyeshadow to our outfit. We do not. Nope. I mean, we can, if you so choose, but... But the main goal is to highlight your features and your eye color. Your features, yes. I had a sock hop birthday party and a tropical beach party. My birthday's in March, for reference here also, folks. I remember a lot of my birthday parties. Oh, yeah. I mean, our mom put on... Great parties. Simple, but fun. Nothing too over the top. Yeah. We played at the Sock Hot birthday. I think we played the most games that were, you know, whatever, 1950s games, maybe, according to what I'm sure was on the internet or some American Girl Doll book or something. Yeah. It was a great party. Super fun party. Yes. Well, and I'll just share something that I like to do for birthday parties, and then we'll get back to our traditions around the world. But... For my daughter, I have had all of her birthday parties as open houses, Mm -hmm. and that has been great, especially if you want to invite family and friends, then people can, I just do like four-hour block, maybe get a bounce house or have some activities, obviously, and if the weather is nice, we do it all outside, and then people can show up and come and go, you know, we have food, and, you know, nobody's stuck there the whole time if they don't want to be. Well, it's a lot less pressure on you and her. Yes. And she is not someone who likes to be the center of attention. So we don't like sing happy birthday. I don't force her to open presents in front of somebody. If somebody really wants her to open their gift, she'll do that with just them one-on-one. And most people are happy to just drop it off and let her open it whenever. Now, she is still pretty young. So as she gets older, this might change. And as she has more school friends, it might change. But highly recommended. It actually works out really well. I mean, I am there for most of the open house, but it's nice to see just the rotation of people. Yes. Okay, back to our traditions around the world. Moving on to Israel. The birthday child wears a crown of flowers or leaves and then sits on a chair and is raised up into the air a number of times, depending on how much they are turning. So if you're turning four, you're going to be raised up four times. It is also customary not to cut a child's hair until they are three. Wow. In Nigeria, a person's first, 10th, and 15th birthdays are the most important and celebrated with large parties. I love that. I love having a large party every few years. In England, Ireland, Scotland, and South Africa, it's customary when someone turns 21 that they are gifted by their parents a key to the house. Because they have reached adulthood, the key symbolizes that they are free to come and go as they please. Oh, I like that. That's sweet. In Australia, they celebrate by eating fairy bread, which is just white bread with butter and rainbow sprinkles. I have seen that somewhere, and I think it sounds delightful, but I've never tried it. Yeah, and this did specify whether the bread was toasted or not, but I'm sure you could do it either way. It's like fancy toast is what I'm thinking in my head. I love a fancy toast. In Canada, the birthday person is often ambushed and has their nose greased with butter to ward off bad luck. So your friends at some point, or maybe your family at some point during the day, will ambush you and rub butter on your nose to ward off bad luck. I support it. I I get it. I'd be very mad if my nose broke out the next week. Oh, I'm sure your nose is going to break out. But if it warded off the bad spirits, I guess I'm in. In Spain, your friends will pull your ear for every year old you are, and then give one extra hard one at the end for good luck. Just like the extra candle, but very different. Yeah, but ear pulling. 
Oh, this one is fun. In China, people eat extra long noodles on their birthdays. The goal is to slurp them up as far as you can without biting them to symbolize longevity. So long noodles, longevity. Oh, I'm here for that. And I would love a bowl of noodles. A bowl of very long noodles. Very long noodles. In Russia, small gifts. And this think of this similar to how, you know, you might do party favors. Small gifts are hung on a clothesline at a kid's birthday party, and each kid attending gets to pick one off the line and take it home with them. That's fine. I love it. In Vietnam, they don't celebrate individual birthdays. Instead, everyone celebrates turning a year older together on the Vietnamese New Year. That's So fun. it's basically one giant birthday party. We dig that. Okay, let's do some birthday fun facts to wrap it up. I'm ready. All right. What do you think is the most common birthday? Just pick a random date. You're never going to guess it. June 24th. No. September 9th. September is a very popular birthday month. I could see that. What do you think the rarest birthday date is? June 24th. No. December 25th. Christmas. Wow. That's surprising. What do you think the most popular birthday cake flavor is? Vanilla. Oh, so close. Chocolate. Honestly, that was a 50-50 shot and I missed it. Well, I mean, there's lots of flavors, but it was, it was definitely going to be vanilla or chocolate. I mean, yeah. Maybe not 50-50, but, you know, 40, 40 10, and Yeah, 40. I mean, it's not going to be like carrot cake. 20. No. 40, 40, and 20. That's math. There you go. Good job with math. Well, I didn't want somebody listening to this be like, that's not 100%. <laughs> I know. Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about some of the most expensive birthday gifts. Now, I will say this was hard to narrow down only because a lot of articles just talked about expensive gifts and not specifically birthday gifts. So I'm just going to mention a few that were specifically birthday gifts. Like when Kanye gave Kim the hologram of her dad. Right, yeah, stuff like that. That's specifically a birthday gift. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I apologize if I butchered this name. Mukesh Ambani bought his wife an Airbus 319 luxury private jet for her 44th birthday. It cost $60 million. Yes, I'm in. Yes, I will take it. Plus then maintenance, gas, pilots, staff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For Brad Pitt's 50th birthday, his then wife, Angelina Jolie, gifted him an island. A whole whole island. The year before that, she gifted him a waterfall. On the island? Because that's kind of re-gifted. No, somewhere else. I don't know where that waterfall was. It didn't specifically say. How does one say claim to your waterfall? You buy the land there. You buy the land that the waterfall's on. I understand. But if it's just some random waterfall in the middle of the forest, is there a tiny wooden sign that says Brad Pitt's waterfall keep off? Probably. I mean, there's probably like not even a tiny wooden sign. It's probably a very nice sign. They fenced off a waterfall? I don't know. All I know is, so apparently, side tangent, Brad Pitt is a big fan of the architect Frank Lloyd Wright. Right. And there's a house designed by him that sits atop a waterfall. Well, Angelina couldn't get him that house, so she bought him a waterfall so he could build a house on the waterfall to look like that. It doesn't seem like he ever did that. I don't know if he still owns the waterfall or the surrounding land. But then for his 50th birthday, which was the next year, she just bought him an island that included two Frank Lloyd Wright houses on the island. 
if you're not going to build your own Midgard right mob model home, you can just have a whole island and two of them included. And probably keep the waterfall. Yeah, so he might still have a waterfall. I don't know. This one I thought was cute. But Mike Tyson, for his former wife, Robin Givens, bought her a $2 million solid gold bathtub for one of her birthdays. Sure. Yep, I'm in on that. Frankly, I'd take any of these. I don't think my house could support a solid gold bathtub, but we would try. And just get reinforced, or I don't know what you do with it. Put it in the basement so there's nowhere yeah. else down to go. Well, and gold's not particularly heavy. It's I mean, still it's a heavy, solid gold base. But I mean, basement. think of like these iron claw tubs that people used to have. I guess you're right. All right, moving on. Speaking of gold, your golden birthday is when you turn the same age as the day of your birthday. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I turned nine, that was my golden birthday because my birthday's January 9th. Amy, yours was when you turned 21 because your birthday's March 21st. Yeah. And that's extra special because you also could drink. I could also drink. And we had a delightful time on my 21st birthday. It was. It was very fun. And I looked adorable. I can honestly tell you as a person who does not say that very often about myself, I looked adorable on my 21st birthday. You look so good. And I will post this picture because one of my all-time favorite pictures of Amy and I together is from her 21st birthday. It is. You do post it pretty regularly. And I looked adorable in it. I you mean, probably my, my makeup was a little much, but, like, I was 21, so who cared? No, you look... I love it. I love it. Also, your golden birthday is supposed to be an extra lucky year for you. So I don't remember my ninth year, but I'm sure it was amazing. I don't feel like 21 was extra special, but maybe it was. Maybe. And this I didn't know, so we'll end on a fun fact here. Your platinum birthday is when you turn the age of your birth year. So for me, when I turn 87, will be my platinum birthday. And Amy, when you turn 90, which will be a big birthday anyway, it will be your platinum birthday. Let's hope we both get to celebrate those. Oh, we definitely will. We're women. We live longer. <laughs> That's a spirit now. And just, you know, I'm going to manifest it right now. We will be celebrating them. We will be celebrating them. All right, so there's a lot of stuff that you now know about birthdays. Do with that what you will. And a lot of stuff you know about us. Thanks for letting us talk at you. If you have any comments, corrections, suggestions, or fun facts of your own, you can email us at 24hourexpert at gmail.com. Spell out all the words. It's also our website, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us there. Talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to 24 Hour Expert. Our theme song is Lo-Fi World by Ricky Bambino. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you're notified of future episodes. 